Welcome to Beyond the Anchor, a place to get to know the experiences, hobbies, and passions of our Delta Gamma sisters beyond what binds us together, our beloved anchor. Today, I'm your host, Missy Shackelford, and I was initiated at Gamma Phi Chapter at Arizona State University. And I am getting to chat with Sylvia Reset, who is also a Gamma Phi initiate at Arizona State. She's a junior there studying nursing. And personally, I have gotten to know that Sylvia is full of talent. I've had the pleasure of hearing her play the piano and sing. And actually, all of you have too, because Sylvia is the one who arranged and recorded the um, version of Dream Girl that we hear on this podcast. So thank you for that, Sylvia. I'm excited to learn even more about her interests and talents and talk about our mutual love of Delta Gamma and music. So Sylvia, before we start talking about music, um, let's learn a little bit more about you and your background. Will you tell us where you're from? Yes, of course, Missy. Um, I am from Irvine, California, so it's in Orange County. Great. Isn't that kind of close to like Disneyland? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, no complaints. It's a lovely place to grow up, especially Irvine, super family oriented and uh, great school system. So I've I've just been very lucky. Not bad being being about 20 minutes away from the beach. too. So (laughs) not bad at all. I'll say I actually um, my college roommate was from Newport in that area. So that was a stomping ground um, through many a spring break, which was great fun. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I absolutely, I, I love Newport so much. It really is so pretty. So being a California girl, how in the world and why in the world did you come to Arizona for school? <laughs> so um, actually funny story. I was, I was between ASU and U of A and uh, I was going in becoming a nursing major and uh, I was touring those two schools in Arizona and I had gone to U of A first. And uh, I I kind of, for some reason, just my mind was very set on U of A. Um, and so I didn't really give ASU much thought. I was still going to tour it, but it was just nowhere in in my brain as an as a option. Um, and so I remember sitting down at the breakfast table with my dad before we were about to go tour ASU. And he asked me, are, are you excited? Like, are you excited to tour ASU? And I said, not really. I kind of know I'm going to go to U of A. And um, I actually, uh, going on that tour of ASU, had the best time and learned so much about the school and the program. And it was, I think the deciding factor for me was after touring the main campus, I actually went to go see the downtown campus. Uh, So there's four campuses at ASU um, and all the nursing majors are on the downtown Phoenix campus. And so when I got there, there wasn't necessarily a tour in place. We were just going to kind of walk around and see the buildings. But we came across uh, somewhere in like maybe near the simulation lab area. Um, but we came across this, this really nice gentleman who who worked there. And uh, we were kind of telling him, oh, yeah, we're, we're just in town. We're, we're um, kind of just walking around the campus. Uh, this might be an option for me for college next year. And he basically gave me a, a completely personal tour of the entire campus, knowing that I was a, a nursing major. And wow. I just remember being so in awe, like, oh, my goodness, this is 
this is crazy. This, uh, you know, every, everybody that I've met here so far has just been so excited to be here and so helpful. And the program seems great. Um, you know, being kind of near that simulation lab, like I, I got excited, like this is where I'll get to be, you know, practicing on all the mannequins. And so I just, that was kind of when I knew ASU was for me. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like maybe a little divine intervention there. Oh, I think so. <laughs> and lucky for us that you landed at Gamma Phi, I must say. I agree. I agree. Oh, although, you know, Alpha Phi, they're pretty good down there too. But, you know, we like those Gamma Phi's. We do like the Gamma Phi's. <laughs> so speaking of, with such a demanding major as nursing, um, what made you think about sorority life? Oh, you know what? It's it had kind of always been on my mind. And I'm the kind of person who likes to have uh, many different areas in my life because I think, you know, maybe it may be busy, but it gives me some sort of, of balance between, you know, where um uh I guess where where my brain's kind of going. And I like having that balance and that diversity in my life to uh explore new things and and have multiple things going on so that I can learn more. Um, and my, you know, my mom was in Greek life and she always talked about how she loved it. And so I didn't know too much of, of necessarily what to expect. Um, I knew, you know, there was going to be service opportunities and there was going to be, was going to get a whole bunch of sisters, but I, you know, no one really knows what they're going through in Greek life until you actually get up and do it. And so, um, you know, I went through the rush process and, and I ended up becoming a Delta Gamma and um, I just keep learning more and more about things and my love for Delta Gamma just keeps growing. And so um, I'm just, I'm just glad that I did it. Well, we are too. And um, so share with me, what was it about Delta Gamma that really, um, how did you know it was Delta Gamma? So I remember going through the recruitment process and every single day I would walk into the Delta Gamma room and um, it would be it would be a, a, a nice refreshing breath because every time I walked in, it felt like I was just hanging out with old friends that I've known for years. And I remember on the last day during preference round, uh, the girl that I talked to, um, we just ended up sharing so many things about ourselves that you typically wouldn't share with someone that you had just met. But we felt such a connection um, that we were able to share some of like some of our deepest struggles that we go through, some of our um, highest moments in life, um, just things that we really uh, were things that we really value, and it was just a conversation that I had never pictured having with someone that I had just so recently met, and wow. uh, it just didn't compare to any any other sorority. Um, not that they were all they were all lovely other sororities, and I enjoyed my time there, but you know, I I just remember being in tears with how much I, I connected and knew that Delta Gamma was for me at that moment. Oh, I love it. Your, your experience. Um, well, I was going to say it was somewhat similar to mine. Um, although not really in the sense that I didn't really see myself as being in a sorority and I was studying biology. I actually, at one point thought I might be a doctor. And then when I took biochem junior year, I re I just realized it was not going to be for me. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, it was interesting because my sophomore year, my sister-in-law, who is a Delta Gamma, 
was begging me. She said, you've got to at least look at sororities. You've got to come through Rush and just see what you think. And, you know, if it's not you, then of course you're not going to pledge, but just give it a try. And so I, you know, I, I thought, well, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll try. So part of it um, too, was that my, my parents were actually, um, their marriage was getting rocky and they were looking at divorce and I wasn't sure exactly what finances were going to look like for some of my college life. So I was a little tentative to make a commitment like that too financially. But anyway, it was so interesting because I went to my mom and I talked to her and my mom was, um, I mean, we marched down the Central Avenue when I was a young girl. She raised four daughters almost um, by herself, um, very much like a single parent. And she'd take us down and we'd march down Central Avenue in the now parades. And she was quite the feminist and quite the, you know, you make your own way in life and this is what you do and this is how we do it type of thing. So when I said something about being in a sorority, she looked at me and she said, why would you want to do that? Oh, <laughs> and I said, well, because Sue's doing it. <laughs> and she was like, she said, honey, you follow your path. You know what's going to make you happy. And she said, you know, I will support you in whatever you decide. And the really, um, I call it irony now at this time in life, because actually through my whole, gosh, 40 plus years of being a Delta Gamma now, mom has been by my side. And I cannot even tell you how many times since Susan, she actually mentioned you often. But she said, you know, those Delta Gammas are really something. She said, it kind of makes me wish I was a Delta Gamma. Aww. And so at 89, I don't know, I'm still thinking about a way to do it. <laughs> but, that um, is so sweet, though, that she was so supportive of your Well, class. and, you know, you know, part of that is we could see how women support women and that we are a sisterhood and we are truly about being each other's champions. Yeah. And it was. Um, it was action in my life. It wasn't just words or party or that. It was seeing people really taking care of each other. So um, it's kind of funny how you connected with someone that all of a sudden you were just like you'd you'd been a part of each other's life forever. And now, you know, you probably still are, which is so beautiful. So anyway, thank you for sharing that. I went on much longer than I intended to there but I wanted to know so you mentioned your mom was Greek was there any other um, family members that influenced you yes actually my grandma was a Delta Gamma as well ah, I didn't know now is your mom a Delta Gamma too no she's a Delta Zeta okay well we love her too for that yeah. <laughs> awesome oh well that's fun Delta Zeta and Delta Gammas in your mm -hmm. family how wonderful so um Tell me about your new member class. What was that experience like? Um, well, there was there was about it was a pretty large uh, new member class. There was about eighty five or ninety of us. Um, and but it was interesting because, like I said, I was on the downtown Phoenix campus, and so um, I was actually kind of away from the majority of our new member class. However, I got so close to a lot of them because. Um, there, there were quite a few uh, new members who were on the downtown Phoenix campus. And so we got really close by uh, carpooling together to chapter. I remember, uh, you know, we would, there would be times where we would actually have to get ready super, super early and then take the light rail 
So we've had we've had lots of carpool journeys together, light rail journeys. Uh, I remember this one time freshman year, we were coming back home and we got a flat tire and we said, well, you know, at, at least, you know, it could be worse. Then it started raining. Oh, no. uh, and then, <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> and then we were like, you know, it, it's not raining too hard. It's not raining too hard. Then it started pouring and there was lightning in the distance. And then we go, okay, well, at least the lightning's pretty far away. Lightning comes closer. Now we're calling AAA. They say they're going to be there in 90 minutes. There's like four of us girls at night on the side of the freeway. And there were two girls who changed our flat tire in our, in our new member class. And I remember AAA coming (laughs) during that time. And it was right after we got the tire on and his mouth, his jaw just dropped. He was like, yeah good job. You did it. Okay. I'll be on my way now. So we've had, we've had a lot of good bonding experiences together. That That is so awesome. So obviously you jumped in with both feet in the sense of opening yourself up and getting to know your sisters and being a part of it. Um, tell us about what offices you've held at this point. Uh, so I've uh, had the pleasure of holding a couple of different positions. Last year, I was the director of parent and alumni relations, uh, which I loved because that's where I got to meet all of you. Um, and I got to plan uh, Founders Day and Dad's Weekend, Parents Weekend. And so I just loved that experience. Um, this year, I'm currently the director of rituals, which means I get to do all of our, our formal chapters and plan initiation, which I'm so, so excited for. I love initiation because I think it just reminds us why we all uh, went Delta Gamma. And I just love that experience every single time. And then these past uh, couple of years, I've also been the director of Anchored in Faith, um, which in our um, in our chapter, it's like a little Bible study that we do. Um, and so um, it's uh, my goal for Anchored in Faith is just to make it a really open, judgment-free environment. I feel like, you know, we all... Um, anyone who's Christian in college all goes through very similar struggles together. And I just wanted to have a really safe space for us all to talk about those struggles, um, talk about things that aren't normally talked about. Uh, and for people who, who aren't Christian, who just want to learn more. And we've had a couple girls who, who, uh, don't identify as Christian, but they still come and they're open to learning. Uh, and we've all, I think, gotten really close with one another. And so it's been a great experience. Oh, that is wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. How long has Anchored in Faith been a part of um, the Gamma Phi chapter? Um, I know that it's been a part of it ever since I was a freshman, and I think a couple years before that. I don't know the exact date, but all I remember was um, I I didn't go a whole bunch freshman year because I just with transportation getting to that main campus was kind of an issue. But I uh, I asked the the president that summer before my sophomore year, hey, do you know who's leading Anchored in Faith this year? Like I, I'm on the main campus now and I really want to start coming. And she said, no one's, uh, no one's leading it so far because the girl that graduated, do you want to lead it? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely a jump in the pool, but I think I grew a lot, a lot. Um, and it's been one of the biggest blessings for sure. Awesome. There you go. Leaving yourself open to the possibility. Good for you. So um, you have a lot of deep connections at Delta Gamma, obviously, from what you've been sharing with us. Who mentors you in the chapter? 
you know what? My my big my big sister, um, not my real big sister, my sorority big sister, uh, Caitlin. Um, she was such a light in in my life uh, for Delta Gamma. She's graduated now, um, she, but she has always inspired me. Um, she's such a hard worker. Um, she, I remember her just like holding so many internships in college. She was a journalism major. She's now um, in in Tennessee doing uh, lots of lots of journalism and reporting and living her best life. But I just remember through all of that hard work that she was doing and, and her passion for her career. Uh, whenever she was with me, she was very present, um, and she always gave the best advice. And I think that kind of transferred over to who I mentor in the chapter, which is my little. Um, and so I just make sure that I am a good, I'm, I am as good of a big for her as my big was for me. And so I just work on whatever I have going on in my life. I just always want to make time for her, uh, and give, you know, really just honest and loving advice and just be present in the moment. with her. Oh, nice. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So do you ever think about what Delta Gamma is going to look like in your life after college? Yes, I think actually being, uh, just seeing how the alumni groups work and, and holding that position of the uh, parent and alumni relations has really opened up my eyes to, um, how, to what opportunities an alumni group can bring. So I, I know that I probably will be moving back to California after college, but I would really love to join an alumni group there wherever I end up. I think it's just a great way to get involved and and stay involved in Delta Gamma. Oh, wonderful. To have your Delta Gamma family continue on and and grow. And and speaking of family life, um, now, do you have siblings? I do. I have two little brothers. Uh, They're not not super little anymore. One is a senior (laughs) in high school and the other is a freshman in high school. But they, um, I, my family always tells me they, they keep you grounded <laughs> as <laughs> brothers should, as brothers should. So I love them with all my heart. Oh, that's so fun. So what do you tell your brothers about your DG experience and about Greek life? Um, oh, I, I'm very, I'm honestly very open with my family. So I, I tell all of my family everything. Um, I tell them about my sisters. Um, they've actually, a, a couple of my sisters have all come home with me like during fall break and for summer. And so my family's actually gotten to meet a good chunk of my Delta Gamma friends. Uh, I tell them about my position experiences. Um, I think like those are so important that they know like how they might want to get involved if they ever join a fraternity in college. Um, and then I, I remember calling them after, after Founders Day last year, after planning that and getting together with all of you, just how wonderful that experience was. Um, I don't know. I just, there's so many great, wonderful things that happen in Delta Gamma. And I just, you know, want to share all that that with my family because I'm so close to them. Oh, that's so cool. So in sharing with your family, of course, that's a kind of a safe place to share. What do you tell your friends who aren't Greek? Um, Honestly, same thing. I'm, I'm very open with them as well. They, yeah. I feel like they know everything about my Delta Gamma life. Um, they've, you know, I, I love having my non-Delta Gamma friends meet my Delta Gamma friends. And every time that happens, every time they get introduced, uh, they both end up loving and adoring each other. And so I like being able to bridge that gap between Greek life and non-Greek life. Um, because in, at the end of the day, like we're all, we're all very similar. We're all the same. And 
you know, but we can also learn from each other's differences. And so I think that's one of the cool things about, about college. Very cool. Thank you. Now I'd like to talk a little bit more about your nursing career. Um, have you always known that you wanted to be in the medical profession? Not always. I've I've had <laughs> I've had a couple different career switches from when I was super young. I remember in kindergarten saying I wanted to be a paleontologist because I thought it would be very Ooh. exciting to go and dig up dinosaur bones. That has changed. <laughs> um, I, no, I think I wanted to be. I think I think my love for just uh, you know health and the human body and biology really came once I started high school. Um, and also my mom is a nurse as well. And so I think, um, just hearing her come home and talk about her experiences with patients and, uh, you know, how that medicine works and things she gets to see. Um, I think that's always really been fascinating to me ever since I, um, entered high school and started asking her more about it. Um, and now I've gotten to learn about it even more through college and going through my classes. And so it's just been reaffirming that I, that this is Oh, that's wonderful. Do you ever foresee you working with your mom side by side? Oh, we talk about that all the time because I would love to work at the same hospital as her. Uh, we may not be on the same unit, but but yeah, oh, that would be so fun to work right next to her. Maybe she could be my charge nurse someday. <laughs> you know, that's actually another um, thing we have in common. My mom is also was a nurse. And um, actually, my job through college, I worked as a roving secretary to the ICU um, units at um, St. Joseph's Hospital. And oh, wow. it, would, it was really fun because we'd meet and have dinner and, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and that was an amazing experience for me. It, it really kept me tied to um, what I loved about medicine as far as nurturing and healing and, and being a part, being connected with people. Um, at that level, it's, it's right. pretty special for it sure. Special. That's so yeah, cool. <laughs> that's so fun. Um, how this, now I'm going to kind of transition us into this passion for music that I'm really excited to talk with you oh, about. Yeah. Um, I, how do you see music intertwining with a career in, in medicine? Well, you know what? That's funny you ask that because people always kind of make the joke and tell me, oh, you can sing to your patients. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe there will be a time where I get to sing to my patients. I think that would work extremely well in a pediatric setting. <laughs> um, no, and in all realness, um, I think uh, I think songwriting has really made me self-aware and feel the entirety of my emotions. Um, and I think it's helped me become more empathetic when I see what other people are going through so that I can really get down on their level emotionally. And, um, and, you know, that's, that's such a huge part of what nursing's about. Everyone, uh, most people who are in a hospital are very isolated and, you know, their emotional needs are not being met all the time. And no one wants to be, no one wants to feel like their emotional needs are being neglected. And so I think that that is something that I can really do as a nurse instead of being dismissive rushing around just trying to give meds um, I can really be present with them and I can really address their emotional needs and be be as empathetic and nurturing as possible I, I think your point is well taken that the rhythm of music is very entwined in all of that that's yeah. for sure that's awesome you know I wanted to ask you just stepping back thinking about um, your studies 
at ASU. Um, how does Delta Gamma support that? Oh, in so many ways. I I don't think I could get through my classes without the support of of my sisters and our little study sessions. Um, I am I am very connected with all the nursing majors in Delta Gamma, and I remember uh, a couple a couple semesters ago uh, for my pathophysiology class, very difficult class, very interesting class. But uh, me and another Delta Gamma, and uh, actually a couple other Delta Gammas. We would get together probably a week and a half before the test, and we would go through the, the study guide. And our study guide would probably be, I think the highest we got was about 50 pages. And wow. so we worked <laughs> very hard in that class. And I could not have done that by myself. I will tell you that. <laughs> oh, that, that is awesome. Very, very supportive. Um, so tell me about some of your first encounters with music. Oh gosh, I so I've been singing a, a very large portion of my life. Um, I don't necessarily remember when. Uh, I I I do remember in kindergarten, my my little kindergarten teacher coming up to me and and asking if I could sing a solo. I think it was about plants and how plants grow, <laughs> but that was my big, I guess, solo in kindergarten. I love um, it. And, <laughs> yes, I, there's a video of it somewhere. But uh, no, I just I think my my love for singing really developed and and getting to learn my voice and know my voice better, try out different styles. Um, in high school, I was super involved in my choir, doing musicals and doing uh, doing performances. My favorite performance that I think I've ever done was um, we used to do this legends concert where we would impersonate different musical legends. And one year I, I got to do Gwen Stefani. And so I put on my Gwen Stefani hair and my costume <laughs> and I sang Just a Girl and it was very fun. It was very fun. Awesome. <laughs> I could just see you going, going at it on stage. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a great time. Felt like a movie. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I love that you mentioned kindergarten because actually that was one of my first encounters I had. Um, and I just remember my kindergarten teacher being very young, you know, and it's funny that as a child, you would remember that. But right before our little rest time, she would get her guitar out and she'd sing, I gave my love a cherry. And it's so oh. funny, but that that has stayed with me my whole life. And that is so sweet. it really, um, I think it inspired my really um, enjoying and wanting to sing and and then, of course, you always feel so fortunate if you have a little bit of a voice that you can share with people and people don't look at you and go. Ah! <laughs> so, and Sylvia, you certainly have the voice and we're very grateful that you share it. with us. It, okay. it takes a lot of um, sometimes courage to do that because you open yourself up to, you know, OK, this is me. Yeah, so. you're so right. I think that's one of the special things about it just getting to be that vulnerable and having people accept it. It's just, it's, I, I think that's one of the reasons I like it too. Yeah, for sure. So now we know you can sing beautifully. I have actually, as I mentioned early on, heard you play the piano. Do you play any other instruments? I do. Uh, I play guitar and ukulele as well. Um, I used to play the flute. That was, that was many years ago. I think I could still pick it up. But no, I, I really, I really enjoy playing, um, playing all those instruments. Um, my, 
my brother and I will actually play ukulele ukulele together. Um, and so we're able to bond over music that way, which is super fun. And um, guitar, when I started playing guitar, I think that actually helped me. Uh, that's kind of when I started songwriting too, because it was very easy to, to songwrite and play guitar at the same time. Now I, I seem to songwrite more when I play piano, but you know. Oh, cool. Cool. So did you have formal lessons with your guitar and ukulele? I did. And piano too. I actually, piano, my, yeah. my piano lessons were from kindergarten from that same teacher. Um, but yeah, I, ukulele, I didn't have lessons. Um, I just kind of tried to figure that out from, from friends and from chords online. Uh, guitar, I did have a couple lessons during, during the summer. I love it. Another one of our um, common threads, I actually learned to play the guitar doing the folk mass um, when I was growing up at church. And again, another you you have a mentor in your life. Um, we had the Smith family and there were, um, his daughter was probably about five years older than me. And she had the most gorgeous voice and she could play the guitar. And so that inspired me to learn. And I had a lot of fun with that for a lot of years. And, you know, it just, it's kind of funny, the things that get you into it and how it stays with you for oh, sure. For sure. Oh, that's so cool though. I, I love that story. I love the ukulele, the ukulele because my father-in-law used to play it and um, oh. we have a family cabin up North and we'd all sit around the fire and he'd play the ukulele and we'd <laughs> sing. <laughs> Oh, I, I love, I love times like that. I had a similar experience where my, um, my uncle would play guitar and we were, we would all just sit around the fire pit and, and same thing, all sing songs together. I, I love times like that. <laughs> yeah, so fun. Great memories for sure. So um, tell me about how you, in your very busy life, make time to enjoy your music. Oh, you know what? I, I think when you're passionate about something, you you always make time for it. And I I really am passionate about songwriting. I think that's that's really how I've continued my love for music in college. Um, I think one of the one of the great things I, I heard somewhere is uh we're created to create. Um, you know, we're able to think of something in our mind and bring it into reality, right? I mean, whether it's architecture or medicine or fashion. Um, all of my roommates are engineering majors and they are constantly creating with a lot of math, but they are creating. Um, and it just so happens that my kind of niche of creation is music. And I think songwriting has given me a lot of freedom to express myself in ways that aren't so concrete. Um, people always say in reference to a musical, when, you know, when plain words don't fully encompass what we are trying to convey, we sing. And I think that's so true because sometimes in life, things don't make sense. Uh, our feelings don't necessarily always make, se make sense. And that's why we stumble for words when we try to tell someone how we feel. And I think the beauty of songwriting is that we can talk about those weird paradoxes of life. And I can write about how sometimes the more we learn about the world, the less we feel like we actually know. Um, but I can do it in a way that's not so concrete so that when people are listening, they're, they're feeling the truth rather than just plain hearing the truth. And a lot of times too, um, I'll go in knowing I want to write a song about something, but uh, I'll say, I, I have no idea what this project is going to look like. I have no idea what it's going to sound or what it's going to sound like. I just know what it's going to feel like. Uh, it's going to feel like 
I don't know, maybe your dreams from the night before that now you're, you're holding in your hand. It's going to feel confusing and maddening and exciting and freeing at the same time. So then, so then the song just becomes kind of this canvas that I get to mold and tweak and add to over time. And then when it's finished, it's just the best feeling in the world. Uh, that is so profound. And I just, oh, thank you for sharing that. That yeah, that puts music in your life to just a whole different level. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. So tell me how our sisterhood supports your love of music. Does, oh. does Delta Gamma give you some avenues to share? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, in so many ways. I think, I think altogether too, Delta Gamma is just such a supportive community. Um, we have so many sisters who do so many different things. Um, and I think one of the reasons that we have um, such strong women and strong uh, women with so many, so many different things that they do in, uh, in our chapter is because of how supportive everybody is. Um, you know, I, I will constantly, you know, sing to my sisters and I'll tell you about, and I'll tell them about these songs that I'm recording um, and they'll, they'll be my big supporters and, and listen to my music on Spotify um, and say, when is, when is that album coming out? When is that album coming out? And so, uh, you know, I, it's, it's so much life, so much more fun when you have some cheerleaders behind you really supporting what you do. Um, well and, and too, um, Delta Gamma music as well. Um, like creating dream girl, um, that new addition for this podcast was something that was really exciting because that was uh, when I was kind of first learning that new software uh, with with all that production going on. And so uh, you guys gave me an opportunity to utilize those skills and, and create something new. So thank you for that. Sure. Very cool. For sure. You know, it, it's pretty amazing to um, when you think about Delta Gamma music and how long it's been around and the caretakers of it that have helped it um, become so much a tradition for us. And then the opportunities that we have to keep it relevant to different generations, because it really does affect so many generations. And um, I just love the thought of how our sisterhood music really spreads. It, it, it's, it's that sense that ties us together. It's one more connection and commonality that we all share. And it really is very special. And I love that um, our sisterhood is open to its growth too, you know, yeah. with, with new renditions and, and again, making it feel more relevant to the person that's um, enjoying it and singing it. And yet it can take us back to tradition and we can think of our founders and, and our, our foundation, you know, so it really does play the gambit for us as far as um, what you alluded to earlier, that emotion, you know, the emotion that it brings to you. So mm -hmm. thank you for all of that. I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. Well, I have so enjoyed talking with you about um, all of your passions. I mean, I just, um, you are such a well-rounded woman and just um, so many gifts to share and how grateful we are as a sisterhood that you choose to share them with us. So thank you so much for that. And um, Tina, I think I'm at the point where if our um, audience has any questions, we're open I'm, for that. 
we we do not have any questions in the chat because Missy, you were incredibly prepared and you put together a lot of really great questions to ask Sylvia. But I have a question for Sylvia. So I would like to know what one thing would you want your older Delta Gamma self to remember about your current Delta Gamma days? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I I would love to always remember um, really just just how, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> because there's so many things that I would want my older Delta Gamma self to remember. Um, you know, I, I would want her to remember all the encouragement that, um, that I was, that I received from sisters and all the encouragement that I give to sisters, because I think that that's something that can be useful your entire life. Um, I, everybody always needs encouragement, no matter where they're at in life. And those small little, small little affirmations can go a long way. Um, and just, you know, and I think I've also learned a lot about, uh, uh, honest encouragement and and receiving I think delta gammas are really good about um kind of keeping each other in check and really uh saying things the other person really needs to hear but doing it in a loving way and I think I've grown a lot from that and I I always want to take that with me no matter wh wherever I go wherever I go in life that's a fabulous answer I love that okay Missy similarly what do you wish you could tell your younger Delta Gamma self about your the future of Delta Gamma? The first thing that comes to my mind that, yes, this will affect you your whole life through and will be such an integral part of who you become at each stage of your journey. And um, I just love reflecting that because who I have become and grown to be, so much of that has been through the mentorships and the friendships that have come through my Delta Gamma sisters. And um, I think too, as a, a collegiate, you don't really get to see how broad your experience is going to be because you're going to meet women literally from all over the country, possibly the world that will bring their life experiences to you. And, um, and what it all comes down to is that shared value of being champions for each other. And um, that's where I would go with that. That's beautiful as always, Missy. <laughs> go, ahead and, go ahead and close us out. All righty. Well, to wrap up, Sylvia, I have one more question for you. And, um, Actually, I hope you don't mind, but I'm good. I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. I was originally going to ask you about your favorite artist, which would kind of, you know, tell me about what genres of music you really like. But you know what? I really want to know your top five Delta Gamma songs. Oh, top five Delta Gamma songs. Let's see. Well, I think Dream Girl would have to be number one. Um, I think I. Hmm. DG Aloha, definitely. Um, basket full of cream colored roses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, those are definitely my top three. Uh, 
Do I see an anchor in your eye? Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a fifth one. What's, what's one of your favorite songs, Missy? Well, I'm just laughing to myself because you named my, you know, top four. Really? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. And then um, I really, what always raises the roof is Anchors Away. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, we, um, in my college time, we did what was called a singing anchor. Did you, do you have that at Gamma Phi now where a group of women get together we literally would form an anchor and it was primarily through recruitment and we would sing and you know it ended up that we we actually had someone in the chapter that played the piano and we learned harmony and it was just a really special memory for me but um some of the songs that were do I see an anchor in your eye um dream girl you know yeah (laughs) that's so special we don't have that but I wish we did yeah. Uh, well, that might be something that you can plant the seed for. <laughs> you are right. You are right. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your passion with us tonight. Um, not just for music, but, you know, you just elude um, the, the do good sisterhood. So thank you for that. You are just um, an, a beautiful emulation of that. Um, I would like to remind all of our listeners that you can actually find Delta Gamma Music in our DG website at deltagamma.org and um, just search DG songs and music. And there are about four categories that come up with soundtracks and um, books and um, anything, you know, related to music. And I would just like to share with everyone what a special part of our library this is and that a lot of it has come to be because of the work of Barbara Proke. And we are just so thrilled um, and grateful for her dedication to music. And we look forward to women like you, Sylvia, carrying on that torch and continuing to keep music very much alive in our Delta Gamma fraternity. So thank you for that. And um, I do hope that everyone will join us for our next episode of Beyond the Anchor on whatever platform you happen to listen to these podcasts on, where we dive deep and learn more about another member's passion. Oh,